As a teenager, you were controlled and confined by what others demanded and expected of you. In your 20s, you were consumed by what others thought of you. In your 30s, you realized you were still conflicted by what you truly thought of yourself. But now, in your 40s and beyond, it's finally time to live fearlessly, fabulously, and fully you. Let's go. Hey sis, welcome to In the Middle with Myra, and I'm your host, Myra Rollins. So why don't you just meet me in the middle? What's up, ladies? What's up? What's up? What's up? If you don't know the what's up reference, that's Martin Lawrence. Go look it up. <laughs> but um, so much is going on. And if you want to keep up with me um, in between Mondays to Mondays, make sure you are checking me out on my YouTube channel, which is just Myra Rollins. Also, make sure to join my Facebook community in the middle with Myra and make sure to sign up for that website at in the middle with Myra. Y'all so much is going on videos and um, video conferences and webinars. Make sure you're not missing out. And um, today we're talking about girl dads and I'm talking to my friend, my like long, long term friend. We go way, way back, Daryl Jones. And in the first part of this interview, he spends a few minutes. And it's just giving you a description of each one of his girls. And though you don't know him or don't know the girls, I just thought it was great to set the interview up um, by him leading in and letting you know how obvious it is that he is tuned in to each one of his girls. And then after he talks about his girls a little bit, then he goes global. Um, he talks about some generalities in his recommendations and tips and things that have worked for him in um, just bonding with his girls. So enjoy the interview and I'll see you again in the middle. Hey, ladies, welcome back to In the Middle with Myra. I'm so glad you joined me again. Um, and as always, we're going to jump into some wonderful, wonderful content. And this is the first time ever on the podcast that you are hearing a male voice. So I want to give a shout out to uh, one of my childhood friends, Daryl Jones. What's going on, Daryl? I am so honored to be here, and uh, you know, I always love what you're doing and how the Lord is using you, so uh, thank you for inviting me on the show. You are so welcome. So um, tell my audience just a little bit about yourself and your family and what you're doing out in Miami right now. All right. Well, you know, uh, as as Sister Myra said, I'm saying I'm, I'm getting off form with Sister Myra, as my, <laughs> as my Sister Myra said, uh, we grew up together. We go back to seventh grade and middle school. And uh, so born and raised in Dallas and God gave me some gifts and football. So I ended up coming to University of Miami to play football. Lo and behold, I thought I was going to play football. But God, God gave me a degree, a wife, and then sent me back to plant a church uh, in Miami. And so uh, we planted a church, the Rock Fellowship, um, this uh, in a few months we're, we're three we're a little over three three and a half years old right now we'll be four months this year I mean four years old this year and uh and I'm that crazy guy because I moved down here to plant a church and it was all the Lord because I told him no for a year and a half and it was like you don't go down there with all these kids so we moved packed up and had <laughs> one more baby we got here and had one more baby a month later making number seven so I am a father of seven him <laughs> And his wife, beautiful Kamika, has 
seven kids. Seven like people kids. don't do that in 2020. I know. So people be looking at y'all like, what is wrong? So we're, we're like an amusement park. Like we go places and restaurants and stuff, and people are like, what is this? And and what's the trip now in this COVID season? Uh, we go outside in the neighborhood, and the neighbors know we're a big family, but. We we've gotten equipment now, so we've played soccer in the street, uh, just family, just a family soccer game. We'll go out, and now we've been playing pickleball in the driveway. So we got like a pickleball set up, and people will walk by and ride their bikes by, and they'll just kind of look and watch. And I'm like, yep, yep, it's it's this this is some of the benefits of having a big family, especially yep. for me being an extrovert. I'm an extrovert, and I like to be around people and touch and hug. And this, I've been stuck in the house, so at least my family, I get to hug them and touch them and wrestle with them and stuff so i know i think i saw a post that you made saying that you were so glad they kept the number at 10 because (laughs) yes yes we might have been in trouble if they said less than 10 (laughs) (laughs) so y'all just made the cut just made the cut did you know going in did you and kamika know that you wanted to have a large family or did y'all just this just started happening so uh, I'm, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my wife out there, and it's a good way though. Like we first started dating our freshman year of college, she was already writing down five baby names. Now, had <laughs> I known that, I might have run for the hills. But uh, no, I'm joking and serious about that part. But uh, we um when we got married, um the day after our wedding, she said she wanted five. We were 22. She said she said she wanted five kids by 30, and I just. One in, one ear out the other. I didn't pay any attention. I'm like, she's just talking. She's just excited to get married. You know, <laughs> she's just talking. And uh, when we had the third baby, she looked at me. She, she looked at the calendar. And she said, we had three more years to get her two more babies. I was like, oh, my oh you serious? And then, <laughs> and then I love to tell, you know, I, she she laughs because I'm I'm the talker. She she laughs when I tell this. But we had uh, our fourth baby in January of 2009. And she came to me. That November, same year, two thousand nine, they told me I had till February to get her pregnant with number five, <laughs> and um, and I got it done. I got it done, and then we then the two more. I don't know where they came from, but we had two more. <laughs> oh my goodness! So here is the question, specifically talking about girls. Out of your yes. seven, how many are girls? We have four. The first three were girls. Then we finally had a boy, and that was the first grandson for my dad, because my brother has three daughters. And then we had one more girl and then two more boys. So we have four. I have four beautiful young ladies. Yeah. Um, and 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 I, I this may come this might have come up later, but I'm going to say it now. Um, I, I, all my kids, you know, we're, we're all tight. And it's so funny because everybody has such a different personality. So I relate to each one of them in different ways. And uh, it's kind of come to the forefront that baby girl uh, June is uh, is my kryptonite. Like, I guess. <laughs> Without me even knowing, I just say yes. So it, yesterday, my wife wanted me to kind of go clean something up. And so June, my baby girl, comes in here asking me to clean it up. And I looked, and I was like, all right. And then I paused and said, hold on. Kamika playing chestnut checkers? Because instead of her coming <laughs> to ask me, she sent baby girl to come ask me. <laughs> <laughs> She's working in magic. She's, She's a working smart it. woman. Yes. I, I was it. like, Lord have mercy. <laughs> so going into your girls' personalities, I think um, it would be great for you to tell um, our listeners just your girls' names and just quickly how you would describe each one. Okay. Um, uh, the oldest is Jazz, and uh, she is the um, she she's she's the oldest, so she's kind of like mom number two. She um, 
she takes care of everyone and she is a um she's a doer she likes to get stuff done she's very adventurous uh she's smart but she she wants to um she don't want to let people down and so um I, I affirm her in that because her not wanting to let people down pushes her towards doing things well but then also um i i i, I let her know not to uh define herself by what other people think I have to say, you know, so it's kind of a two-edged sword, you know what I mean? Um, right. Uh, and so uh, she's a sweetheart, and I'm really excited for what God has for her. She's class, she's going to be class of 2021, so she's this young lady, and uh, she's adventurous like me, where she wants to travel and go all over the world and do stuff, and so I fan that flame, um, and we'll see what how the Lord uses her. She loves the Lord. She voluntarily, when we need a need, she sings on the praise team at the church. And uh, not just youth praising, but with the adults. And um, she's just she's become a young, lovely young lady. Uh, Joy. Joy is the my number two. And um, Joy is an introvert, um, very much like my wife, which if you know classic introverts where uh, around a lot of people kind of quiet, don't even know they talk. Uh, at home, she is the loudest, biggest clown you will ever meet. Uh, she is destructive. She'll break some stuff playing around and clowning around, you know. Um, she loves to hang on me. She loves to just uh, mess with me. Um, she loves to just, uh, it, it's so weird how our relationship is because, you know, uh, we kind of have a little inside thing where we how we can communicate to each other and it's pretty cool. And so um, she's a she's a, a very diligent person. She's a very to the details. Um, <laughs> she's uh, was, uh, my one of her aunts, one of my wife's sisters described her as the, uh, oh man, I forgot the name, but it's like, you have to be exact with her because she she's very exacting. You know, mm -hmm. uh, so see that kind of personality. So, uh, well, she's going to be in the details and she'll notice if something is out of line. And then Jewel, Jewel is, um, she's, I, I, one of the things we talk about her, she, she wants to be, um, she wants to be great. And what I mean by that is she seeks perfection because she doesn't want to let anybody down. And she is the bossiest little thing around the house, which, <laughs> which, which everybody, she's my, and I, I love the joke. I said, she's my informant and they get mad at her. And I'm like, no, she is under the directive of daddy. If any of y'all do something, you, she come tell me and I'll give her a reward in front of y'all. If y'all out of line, you know, <laughs> so that's now, my. Now, <laughs> snitches get snitches. Hey, Why hey, not in this house. She's not even a secret informer. You know, the FBI got secret informers? No, nah, it's known. <laughs> they know who she is. Don't y'all don't mess up nothing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she she's a trip. She's a trip. And she's a. Uh, I'm thankful they they're all very very uh, they do very well well in school uh, and and it's part of it because they um they uh they they they're, they're hard workers they are mm -hmm. hard workers and but and that's kind of the tone we set you know with with both me both myself and Kamika uh we we set that tone in the house and then June June is the baby girl she's no, she's actually number five but she's the baby girl uh she got two brothers under her but she um. She's she's hilarious. She's the comedian. I mean, she, she I, I used to describe her like that. And I just found out, I guess maybe I fan that flame, too, because she's like writing some jokes and stuff like she make up jokes um, <laughs> and she likes and her part of her act. And I've picked up on this because part of her act early on, we used to be joking. We thought she would be, you know, how was she doing school? Is she, you know, is she not as sharp or as quick as some of the other girls and her grades are, are, are good. But she likes to play this this role, this unassuming role, like she's not paying attention, that she don't know what's going on, and she hears everything. 
and she she has this dry humor where she hear you think she's not paying attention, and then she'll just drop a line and make everybody bust out laughing because she heard what everybody <laughs> was talking about. Um, and so, you know, I hear it in your voice, just this um, just joy of being a girl dad, and I hear that you have <laughs> like you're cued into your kids because you know their idiosyncrasies and yeah. their personalities. Yeah. And so, how do you personalize that attention in a family so big? You know what, that, that, that I think about that every now and then, because the, the hustle and bustle of life, you can kind of forget. So one of the things that I've tried to do is um, I heard somebody say this years ago, and I don't even remember where it was. And they were talking about one of the important things with, uh, with young ladies and their dads is that the, the young ladies know, even if they're not thinking about it, they know that they are seen by their dads and uh, mm-hmm. like their dad sees them. And so uh, I, I go around now saying that, like when they want to, ex- they want to do a demonstration, they want to show me something they're into. They, they, some of them into stuff I, ha- I couldn't care less. I'm like, I don't want to look at that right now. But I have already made my mind up. I will sit there and watch it and enjoy it and laugh with them and ask them questions. And so uh, while being a church plant pastor and 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 all the things that we do ministry wise, um, um, and living here in South Florida and with the big family, I give them their attention from the standpoint of whatever they're into, I lean in, you know, um, whatever they're doing, I lean in on that. Uh, and then each one of them, they, they relate to me in different ways. So like jazz, my oldest, she likes to do like little dance moves. She's all in the K-pop. Well, she's got all of them in the K-pop, but she's more <laughs> diehard in the K-pop. And so she learns all the dance routines and stuff. So she'll want me to learn something with her. And so I'll do it, you know, I, and I'm not a dancing dude, but I'll dance with it. And then I'll joke with it. I'll do different dances. Joy is rough. So joy from the littlest, like jazz would run up, give me a hug. Joy would run up and headbutt me in the stomach. And she's still <laughs> like that. So with joy, I'll grab her up and hug her. I'll pick her up. Uh, Joy likes to, um, she likes to lay on me all crazy. If I'm sitting on the couch, she don't want to sit in my lap. She'd lay all on me awkward just to mess with me. And I'll let her stay there, you know. So what um, do you think that <laughs> using your term seeing, what yeah. do you think seeing your daughters creates or instills in them? That's a good question. That's a good question, Mara. Um, they, uh, I think it gives them a, a security and a value. Those are the two things that pop in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. where they know my dad got me and he knows me. Um, and so that gives them that security, but then they had that, that value that, um, they matter, you know, right. and at the least, at the least they know they matter with daddy and I affirm mm-hmm. them. I let them know, like one of the biggest things for me is I want my, my girls, I want all my kids. I want them to know that they matter. <clears throat> I want them to know that they matter in this life. Uh, the world does not revolve around you. But you matter. And so, um, and I think me, you know, when I'm talking about seeing them and, and how I try to relate to each one of them, um, I think it, it, that really fuels that and, and they know that. Exactly. So if you had to put it in in a sentence or two or three, what is the primary role of a dad in a daughter's life? Oh, man, that's so tough, man. Um, I uh, I would say this, and, and I'm, I'm I'd say it like this. It's so many ways to describe that. Uh, I see my role as their dad is to, um, and this can sound old school, but it is what it is. You know, my job is their dad and they, they know this unconsciously and consciously. Like I take care of them. 
And what that means is, man, they they are they they my job is to make them feel safe and taken care of and prepared as they get older to go out and be functional interdependent citizens in society and i'm telling my oldest that now like you know she's scared to drive she's getting a little less scared and i'm like girl you're 17 now when i was your age i was wanting to be out and i'm like my (laughs) job is i like and and she don't like me talk i said i'm not gonna be here forever so i need i need to know you need to be ready to drive yourself and take go to the grocery store and get what you need you gotta you gotta look after you gotta be able to make sure you can take care of yourself so you can live and so my job is to prepare them to be able to, to be able to look after themselves, you know. Um, and uh, and of course, I am that dad, and I want them to. Uh, I talk to them about, you know, if they want to be married, they want to be wives and their husbands. I talk to them about that. So I try to prepare them in every area of life. Um, I let them know that you know singleness is not a bad thing. Uh, I do talk about, you know, we talk about sin and we talk about following the Lord, you know. Um, but um, yeah. you know, preparing them all those aspects of life. So. Uh, primarily as dads, when they're under my roof, man, I take care of them and I want them to feel safe and know that they they, they don't provide it for. I love it. Like when you say take care of them, like I feel that in your voice. Like <laughs> you mean I got my yeah, girl. I, I'm, I'm, I got them. And, and it's funny because I'm, when you're a dad of daughters, you, um, some changes in you, like, like some changed in me. It's so weird Something with my heart. And so like, even as a pastor, you know, I have some members and um, you know, every now and then we'll have stowaways in our van. We drive that big Ford Transit van, you know, uh, and we'll do stowaways <laughs> and, you know, some of the girls' friends from younger to older, they'll come over and and I tell Kamika knows like if when they're in my house, those are my daughters now. Like I got them. If we go somewhere, I'm I'm gonna look after them like they're my own and and I take that to heart. So um I I I guess God is giving me what I need to do what I'm supposed to do with these young ladies. And, um, right. And, I and so just thinking of what you're just saying about other girls that you sometimes come under your wing when they are in your house. But, you know, how would you encourage your mom on on how she can get if she doesn't have an active dad mm-hmm. um, in her house? What are some things that she can do to get her daughter around um, that positive male influence? Yeah, I, I would say uh, one 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 place to look uh, is within family. I've seen this done well within family. If if a mom has daughters and um, you know the, the dad's not there, not a husband in the house, um, if she has any um, uh, brothers or uncles that are positive, strong male influences. And when I say strong male. Uh, I mean, uh, from from a biblical standpoint, meaning they 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 lead well, they lead well by example as godly men, um, and uh, are good a good role models, you know, for for the the, the daughters to see, um, and to talk to those men about you know making some investment in uh, pouring into, sharing, talking to, um, even demonstrating how men should treat women, how men should talk to women, um, and I think those are those, those are great things, and sometimes. Uh, we as humans can be prideful to look within family and have those conversations. But I think those kind of conversations and, and looking to that is important. And then, you know, just as important, you know, I'll affirm um, mothers and whether, um, and I'm going to speak uh, from the standpoint of believers, but um, if somebody's not a believer first, I want to share the gospel with them and let them know uh, what Jesus Christ has done, but within a church um, getting in church and having, uh, and I've seen some ladies even share this with me when I was a youth pastor, the importance of bringing their daughters to church. Cause that was the only place where they were seeing positive males. 
you know, mm-hmm. um, based off their family, you know, uh, and uh, I'm going to speak from one other side just because my dad's testimony, my dad lost his dad when he was very young. He was around three years old, two years old. And it was two deacons that were huge in his life, shaping him. And he and it made him want to be the father he became. And so I look at that as like, hey, that's that's one of the things that God has prepared in the body of Christ, that we are family, not like family, but we are family. And while the men at the church are not going to be dads, they can't be of that positive male influence and, 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 and good models for young ladies to see, uh, not to say every dude at church is great. I'm not painting that picture either. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to paint that. I don't want nobody sitting and listening to like, yeah, Pastor tripping. But um, I, that that is the place uh, that I believe God has provided for uh, situations like that, where uh, to find some you know some good positive men and positive dads in there and that they can see and uh, build those relationships. For sure. Great. And, you know, that just leads me to just, you know, looking at other men in the community. When you are looking at a man that would possibly be um, good enough for your daughter, (laughs) what are (laughs) what are you looking for? Like once you put your shotgun down and (laughs) calm down, what is the criteria for? You know what? I think this is the dude that I'll pass my daughter to. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. having I'm having these conversations now with my wife and some buddies because we're getting that age where we got young ladies growing up in our house. Um, mm-hmm. I, one of the things, and I, I, I'm going to say this, this, this can sound minimal, but I like if a dude comes to my house to meet me, that's uh, want to date my daughter or starting to date my daughter. Well, first thing I'm looking at, I want to know how he's going to shake my hand. He better look me in the eye. He better articulate his name well. Them some of the first things I'm looking for. And I want to see. And what that does, I want to see that it's communicating some things from confidence and respect. Um, and um, um, I say those two things. And from now, I want to know, and the girls know this. We talk about this kind of stuff, you know, is that uh, I want him to know the Lord because it's everything else flows out of that. He's going to treat her however he sees Jesus will dictate how he treats her. Uh, and how he does everything in his life. And so uh, I want to I want to know the Lord. I don't mean he got to be a preacher. He don't have to be a Bible scholar. But he, I want my prayer is that he be committed to the Lord. But then out of that, that uh, he has a plan for life. You know, um, he don't have to be rich and all that. But um, he knows that his plan is uh, to be able to lead his wife in the Lord and be able to uh, set a tone in the house. You know, one of, one of my girls may have a job and make more money or may have a business and make more money. I, I I don't I don't I don't I don't want them caring about that. I want them to know that this this dude has set set the kind of tone in the house. Uh, he's gonna be respectful, and he has a he has a plan for their life. Where they going? And so, right. Uh, those are some of the things That's that so those are some of the things that we talk about it, amongst some others. But those are some things on the forefront of my mind. But I'm serious about mm-hmm. that. If if he come in and he he don't look me in the eyes and shake my hand. Uh, Oh, well, now with, this, with this COVID thing, with this COVID thing, uh, he might not shake my hand. He make that bitch. give you a fist. Bump. He better give me a fist bump and look me right in the eyes and be able to clearly say his name. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, true. I mean, that just speaks to a lot and just shows some characteristics about him just from the game. Yes. So I get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I want you to speak to two people right now. The first one is to the dad that's not active in his daughter's life, what would you say to him? Man, that's awesome, Myra. Um, I would say to the dad that's not active right now, right now, make the change. Get active. Whatever you need to do, swallow your pride, whatever it is, and start to make time. Start to take time. Look at your life. Look at your schedule and how you may have been neglecting 
Uh, you may have been avoiding. You may have been covering yourself in busyness and make and take the time to start to get to know her. Take her out, take her out on a date. Uh, um, ask her questions. If you got, if you don't know what to ask, Google it. What can I ask my daughter? You know, uh, but start to make those investments right now because time doesn't go backwards. They gonna continue to grow and they're gonna be gone. And um, and uh, no greater investment um, than the dad um, really getting into the life of his daughter so right now make the change right now don't think about it make your change right now and you start with small steps just sit on the couch start talking mm, that's good just immediate and it has to be small it doesn't doesn't have yeah, to be yeah. anything it doesn't have to be grand it doesn't have to be grand mm-hmm. at all you know ask them ask them a question what's their favorite you know whatever and 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 if you've been neglected for a while and depending on age, be uh, don't be sensitive. They may not want to reciprocate it, but be consistent and persistent because uh, your daughter will see it. She will see the effort. Um, pray for strength because um, depending on the age and the neglect, it could be hard, but it's worth it. Don't give up. Keep reaching. Keep reaching. That's good. I appreciate that. So one more group that I want you to speak to, and this might be a little bit of a um, stretching your thinking to put yourself in this position, but I know you can do it, Pastor Darrell. <laughs> Since you sister admired me earlier, Pastor Darrell, okay, to the adult woman mm-hmm. that's 40 or 50 yeah. and never had that father that you said the three key things that provided yeah. or gave security or prepared her for life, what would you now say to her? Yeah, that's uh, that. that is a stretch, but Ultimately, like my first thought was, if you're 40, 50, 60, you never had that dad and you may have never felt that safety and protection and care. Uh, right now, if you're listening to this and you're at one of those ages, you have had a heavenly father that has given you that, that has taken care of you, that has guided you, that has kept you, that has provided for you. And ultimately, um, it's funny, uh, ultimately, um, my job as father is to let my know, let my girls know who their heavenly father is and to try to set that example, um, as best I can, but continue to point them to him. Well, if, if you're one of those ladies that didn't have that earthly father like that, you've been directly, <clears throat> you have been directly experiencing the hand of your heavenly father that's been taking care of you, providing for you and keeping you safe. And so um, I want to encourage you to not feel like you have lost or that you lack anything, but just to lean in and um, look even uh, more intently to the relationship you have already had with your, 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 your father in heaven, who you may not even realize was doing things in your life at the time. But when you take an inventory, you'll see his hand. When you take inventory, you'll see his hand. And so I'm going to keep digging. Now, this is the pastor side. Okay. How do I take inventory? If someone actually literally was going to take a piece of paper and say, yeah. Pastor Dale said, take inventory. What is that? Um, I would say take inventory is that look back over your life, wherever part you want to start and uh, through the good, the bad and the ugly. Cause, and I'll say this, like as a heavenly father, I have limitations. So something bad could happen to one of my girls. And from that is like, okay, what do we do now? How do we respond? Um, how do we move forward? And so uh, you may have had 
ups and downs. Uh, you may have never been abused. You may have been abused. You may have been in bad situations. You may have been, you may have grown up and, and not had many obstacles. Um, but I, I would say, you know, you, if you took a sheet of paper and start to write down the different movements of your life, if you're 40, 50, 60 years old, um, look at the different movements in your life, the ups and downs, the lessons that you've learned, and then look even harder, look even deeper to see where you didn't have control, where things could have gone very differently, where you either wouldn't be where you are right now or you even wouldn't be alive. And it's in those small spaces when you start to realize just how God kept you, just how God uh, put people in your life when you needed it, how God gave you that job when you needed it, that paycheck when you needed it, that 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 medicine or that diagnosis or then that healing when you needed it. Uh, if you're 40, 50, 60 years old and you'll start to see uh, how your heavenly father has been in your life and has sustained you and has protected you and has given you comfort and healing that's helped you to keep going and not give up. And so um, that's what I mean when I say take inventory is, is to take a hard look in those small spaces. And when you realize, man, that wasn't me, that was something else. And it wasn't nobody else. That, that was the Lord. Amen. I appreciate it. Um, Daryl, my friend, Daryl, um, the dad <laughs> and Pastor Daryl. I appreciate Thank you. That. Thank you. Yeah, wasn't that like refreshing and encouraging just to hear the heart of a man as he is just so intentional, encouraging and loving on his children, but specifically his girls. So um, June has been all about dads and I pray that it has blessed you, encouraged you, challenged you or something you something. <laughs> I ain't doing this just for my help. <laughs> but y'all have a great day and listen getting older with style and grace it ain't easy but somebody got to do it so why not us and why not you and choose to make it a great day see you next week